to the High Sensory People podcast. I'm Alicia May. I'm a high sensory leader, coach, and creative empath. And I'm Jane Elizabeth Aston. I'm a high sensory leader and spiritual connection coach. We're high sensory people and we're passionate about raising awareness of the HSP trait and reframing it from being highly sensitive to high sensory and having high sensory intelligence. Did you know that 20 to 30% of the world's population are high sensory? We want to increase our visibility, change how the world sees us, and inspire and empower all HSPs to own their amazing qualities and unique gifts. We would love you to join us on this journey. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about energetic boundaries. So following on from the more general conversation about boundaries that we had last week. So let's dive straight in um, with what we mean by the term energetic boundaries. And I can't think of a better person than Alicia to start us off with that. Thank you very much, Jane. Yes, it is It is a topic that I'm definitely passionate about. And it's, it is a hard one to describe, and we're not going to go too abstract with it today. We're going to try and keep it really, really simple and and sort of relative and in a day-to-day setting. And it's, it's definitely a sort of a part of us that sort of we can sort of sometimes feel, you know, being HSPs, you know, we can connect with that part of us. And it's sort of simple things like, but it takes practice to tune into it, if that makes sense. You know, it, it takes practice to become friends with it, listen to its signals within the body. But it's very much, hopefully, simply a case of, you know, when you're interacting with people, you know, there's with, with HSPs, there's people that we talk to that we feel energized and, you know, whether we're extroverted or introverted, it doesn't matter. Some people are going to energize us in a conversation for an hour or two or three, um, but we'll still need that sort of processing time. Um, and then there's going to be people that we interact with that we might feel an immediate drain of our energy and we can't necessarily put our finger on it. And it was something that has taken me years to get my head around. And it wasn't until I realized um, that I was HSP and accepted that I was an empath, that I was highly attuned to this aspect of myself. But I would, I would just, I would interact with somebody in a shop, say, and immediately there was this amazing, almost vo- volcanic eruption of energy between the two of us, um, almost like an alchemical effect. And then there would be somebody that you barely know and you're having an interaction and you just feel really lethargic afterwards and you feel really drained and you can't you can't explain it. And you go back to the car or or you walk out of the shop and you just think, oh, gosh, I feel oh, I feel like I just need to have a sit down. And quite often, you know, we, we might mistake it for um, perhaps sugar levels or, you know, we need we need to rest. And sometimes those are the factors, but sometimes it is this energy that's happened, this alchemical reaction that's happened with people. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's happening on a level that we can't see, but we can feel it. And it's really important for us to check in with these feelings in our body Um and know that it's not us, it's just something that's happened with another person. Does that make sense, Jane? 
I think that's a really, really good introduction to it. I really loved what you said. And as you were talking, I thought, how would I describe it in addition to that? And I and and I would say that it starts off, I think, for me, being in tune with the vibe of a person. Great. The yeah, vibe. Great you know, like we talk about that. So like good vibes, you know, oh, it's bad vibes you know, bad energy, good, sort of like there was like some really kind of bad vibes in that room or in that place or that, they, they, there's always bad vibes. You know, there's some people who they almost bring like a black cloud over the top of their head with them wherever they go. It just feels a little bit darker. And then somebody else might walk into the room and, and there's, they bring some brightness somehow. And it's not so much about the actual light but more about the feeling of lightness or heaviness it's it's that so it's something about a vibe and it's something about how I feel as a result of being around that 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 vibe that energy that feeling that's emanating from another person or another group of people and I really liked how you said you know sometimes it can feel like we're going a bit sort of blood glucose low it can be it can make me feel a bit jittery um it can make me feel like I just haven't had enough sleep it can make me feel a bit drained and afterwards I can feel almost toxic from it as though I have eaten something or drunk something that was slightly poisonous to me or just didn't agree with me. And and I feel like I need to, you know, like have a lot of green juice or something to kind of flush it out of me. And so I think that's what I mean by being aware of energetics going on around me, the energetic boundaries and how my, my skin the boundary to my body may not be as non-permeable to my environment as I think. And I can absorb some of those vibes from the environment. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really loved what you said and, and really agree with the describing it, that there's people bring with them this light energy and, and you feel lighter don't you and you feel energized and yeah. and there's those that it feels dark and heavy um and quite often you know I'll suddenly feel anxious mm. and I was fine a minute ago but anxiety you know sometimes if I'm with the wrong person it's almost like a warning system kicks off I've got a great example actually it was years and years ago and I mean years ago I was either in my late tweens or early 20s and I didn't understand it back then but I'll never forget I was in Boots which is just a chemist um drugstore type thing in in the UK and I was in the queue for something I, I don't know what what for at the time maybe a prescription or something I was in the queue and there was two or three people um in front of me and as I got to the queue I was fine and then within a couple of minutes somebody queued behind me and I couldn't ex- I couldn't explain it other than this feeling of all of a sudden I felt really uncomfortable. I, again, I don't. I can't, it was a really odd feeling, and it just all I knew is there was an instinct that kicked off in me, and I just had to walk away. It was the weirdest feeling of just almost like something over took me and it was just like you need to move away and I just was like it was like something was trying to 
not attack me, that's not the word, but something was moving towards me. Again, it was like this vibe, this energy was coming from the person behind me. And I just I just had to walk away, go around the shop and then go back to the queue a couple of people later. And I felt completely different after I'd walked away. And again, I couldn't I can't explain it. Um, and obviously, you know, we're, we're coming from the perspective of being HSP empaths. So we tend to feel this really acutely, don't we, Jane? We tend mm-hmm. to be um, very aware of this. And, and quite often before we've um, done the work, you know, we've had the alignment and, and the acceptance of self and things. We have these feelings and these warning signals going off throughout our life, but we don't know what they mean. They don't know what they're saying. And, you know, I I know we're we're not going to talk too much about this today, but, you know, this is why quite often HSPs end up going on to substances because they're picking up other people's vibes and energy. And we're going to talk about protection in a minute. And when we're not balanced and healthy and aware of who we are and our needs, we pick up other people's vibes and it can yeah. stay with us, can't it? It can stay in our bodies. Um, so, you know, it, you know, over the years in the past, it's been easy to get, you know, have that drink to just get rid of that feeling mm-hmm. rather than knowing what it was doing and how to get rid of it in, in a healthy way. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah sorry, what just I'm going to say? Yeah, I just I love the example that you gave. And I've got a couple of others of my own, you know, like, how do we know that this is going on? Because you talked about, you know, having done the work, being empaths. I mean, I didn't know I was an empath for a really long time. I've known I was an HSP for more than a decade. But, you know, being at the high end of the scale and what that actually means as, you know, being an empath, literally being able to kind of intuit and feel other people's stuff well part of that is about having a very high affinity for sensing energetic boundaries and also you know a certain amount of leakiness can go on around that until we become really aware of it so I've had to become aware really of how I felt in different situations and circumstances and with different people and I remember you know on my journey to sort of realizing this um there's a couple of things that that happened, a couple of really strong moments that I remember. I remember sitting in a, a, a recovery meeting or being in a couple of recovery meetings when I was early on in my um, sobriety. So this, you know, was about 13 years ago, a little bit longer and feeling as though the person sitting next to me, I could I knew they were f- angry I knew they were angry. Everything about them to me shouted to me loudly, even though they were silent. They were furious. They were angry. And I felt afraid. I felt anxious with their anger being so close to me. It felt as though it was passing from them. It felt like they were emanating it. And it was it was like it was passing into me. And I was I didn't know what to do with it. And I I felt I at this time was very uncomfortable with anger. I mean, it's not naturally something I'm terribly comfortable with. But, I, you know, I've learned to kind of go, oh, I'm angry now. OK, I hadn't done that then. So it just came out as anxiety for me. I was like, I feel really anxious. Oh, my goodness. So that was uh, one thing. And when I left that meeting, got away from them, I started to feel better. But it took a while 
to come back to a place of neutrality. So that was one. And then another time, I remember going around to a friend, somebody I didn't know that well, actually, but, you know, a friend um, uh, that I, you know, knew uh, at that time and, and saw occasionally. And I went around to her house. She lived with her partner. Um, she was increasingly poorly, actually. She was quite unwell with a lot of chronic health conditions. And her partner was... Um, in the kind of healing professions of a slightly more um, uh, complementary nature. And I remember at the end, you know, I gave her a hug. That was lovely. I gave him a hug and I felt something almost be taken from me. I felt it. And the next day I felt horribly toxic and I believe that that was something energetic that went on then as well that he drained something from me that he needed. Mm -hmm. And I do wonder whether that had something to do with my friend being so poorly. Mm. Um, yeah, and that was a long time ago. But I've remembered it because it was it was kind of like one of those, like that was such a weird experience. And it wasn't right. until a while afterwards that I thought, I think there was something that went on there that I, that was not visible. Mm. But I felt it so keenly. So there's been stuff like that. And just to show that our, you know, our energetics and, and what we put out and what we get back can really change over time. Before I got back into recovery, I was out on my relapse. I was still working. I was in a job and I was doing OK on the surface and I looked pretty good. Um maybe a bit tired, maybe a bit drawn, maybe a bit grey, but, you know, oh, I was all, you know, dressed up nicely and a nice shiny car and all that. And I remember going into a work meeting and it was a big meeting or everybody from the company, it was about 70 of us, 60 of us, into a meeting and there was two it was almost like going into a, a wedding in a church where there's like a, you sit on the right hand side or you sit on the left hand side, bride or groom. Can't remember which side it is. Anyway, you went. I went into this work meeting and I sat on the left hand side as I went in, and I was in a bad place. I felt dark. I felt darkness around me, and. It was really interesting, even though I'd always been reasonably popular at work. I think the fact that I was in such a terrible state internally was visible on a non-material level to pretty much everybody, HSP and non-HSP, because I watched three quarters of the people come in and sit on the other side from me like they didn't want to be near me. It was extraordinary. And only when the room got quite full did people come and sit next to me. And I remember feeling so relieved because it was actually very frightening for me to be in that state. That doesn't tend to happen now. People want to be around me because mm. I've done some work to change what I put, change my vibe, to change what I put out there. So I just wanted to say that, you know, uh, you know, and when I'm around people who are, putting out really good vibes you know there's some people I know and and when I'm with them I feel like I am bathing in that beautiful energy or a group of people it feels lovely it feels comfortable it feels supportive it feels really wonderful 
and I, and I want to be in that and I want to share that. It becomes the kind of, you know, a, a, we would call it an energetic container, wouldn't we, Alicia? Yeah, we would. We would. I love so much of what you said and, and really resonate with so many things. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be as well. And and that, you know, a point I really want to stress is, you know, when when we're not in alignment with ourselves and we're unbalanced, we really can emanate this sort of not repulsive energy but that there is this energy that we can give out that people don't want to be around and that's understandable um you know i don't want to be around that you know necessarily either um and and when we drags us down doesn't it absolutely yeah other people down it's like you know when people go oh it's such a downer I mean, right. it's not perhaps such common parlance as it was, but like they're a real downer. I mean, it's yeah. literally that's what's going on. That's it. Absolutely. Lowering the vibe. Yeah. And and like you say, when we're when we've done the work and we're in that alignment and acceptance of self and things and we've worked out our boundaries and things, we then emanate a different vibe, like you say, and it's more magnetic and people want to be around it. And we do have to be careful because there will be those that um, uh, that serve that as well. And oh, there was a word I had there, but I've, I've lost it. But they, they would compliment, that's the word. Yeah. They'll compliment your energy with their energy. And like you say, there will be those that, you know, I don't know if people know the term sort of energy vampires, you know, there is this sort of idea. And I, I genuinely believe that because I, because of my experiences looking back where people have been around me or, or interacted with me. And like you say, you can just feel that energy go or they've taken something from you. Um, and, and they do say energy vampires do exist. And, you know, I think a lot of the time these sorts of people, you know, bless them, they, they can't help it maybe they can maybe they can't but you know they're they're in their unhappy place they're in their false self you know they're doing their journey and um you know that they're they're not in their good place um but it it, um going on to sort of how how to shield them and, and handle them again this isn't an overnight fix you know it doesn't happen instantly it's taken me a long time to really um get get in tune with this because we need to realize that there are there's a difference. There's your human energy levels. So there's the practical day-to-day HSP high sensory needs for your human energy. Like and sleep then, and food and water right. and rest, rest and yeah, that yeah. stuff. The, the the stuff that we Absolutely. can like physically observe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there is this sort of vibe, this energy about us and about other people that we can just, again, it's really hard to put words around it. It's just an instinct. It's just a feeling. It's just a aha moment. It's just a, oh, I feel, why do I suddenly feel uncomfortable in my body? Why do I suddenly feel anxious? I, I was okay a minute ago. And who have I just interacted with? And and it, it takes a long time to uh, become aware of of what's happening and being able to discern which one is which. And and sometimes we're in a situation, you know, if you're in a board meeting or or any kind of meeting, or you've you've got to do a Zoom with it with with um with it could be a customer or a patient or whatever, you know, a student, you know, whatever the situation is, a loved one, you know, where you've got to yeah. be with them, and and you've just got to sad grin and bear it however what makes that situation just a bit more bearable is 
allowing yourself to feel how you feel and also check in with yourself, sort of almost mentally, physically step back and go, okay, this isn't me and that's okay. This is this is them. And you almost kind of visually, gently sort of, I've, I've got my hands up in front of me and it's almost like you visually, mentally sort of give that vibe back to them as if to say thank you for sharing your vibe but I'm just I'm just going to give it back to you and then sort of visualize yourself expanding you know I tend to visualize myself expanding from my from the center of my body out and and filling my own container if that makes any sense you know um sort of giving their energy back to them um and just just expanding my own energy um and I, you know, again, text practice, it doesn't happen overnight and it, it takes a while to, to get that muscle to work. You know, one other tip I've got is I know some people, they might visualize themselves in a pink bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I know um, I've got some very, very spiritual friends and, and my late brother would often say this to me. It might be a bit woo woo for some people, but this idea of um, they call it um Archangel Michael's royal blue cloak and I do you know what for about 20 years I've been using this um especially years ago I remember being in my 20s and and my brother would say this to me and he's like you know have you got the cloak on I was like oh no I haven't and I was always quite surprised that the more I used it the stronger it got um you know is that sort of mind over matter and and I would put this royal blue cloak on me and I'd have these golden tassels and I would tie it on and and I'd be like right that's that's protected me for the day um so you know you have what works for you at the end of the day it could be a white bubble a white cloak it could be a sort of sheath um it could be a a visual body armor you know it could be all sorts of things um what about you what have what have you got there Jane I love I love what you said there and and just going back to you know how we know that this is going on it's a sense isn't it it's like a spidey sense it's like it is it's a kind of like oh tingles or something it's that it's like I feel like this. And then the first thing, exactly as you said, is allowing myself to lean into that, not push it away, not go, I'm just being silly, not going, oh, I just need to get over myself. It's like, no, I feel that something's happening here. And my feelings and my experience is valid. Yeah, That's the first thing. That in itself is a very grounding thing to do not denying my reality. So that's really, really key, I think, first of all. And and this this awareness building, this acceptance of self and self-experience is so, so very key because it is it does make us much more stable and therefore less susceptible to the, you know, the vibes, <laughs> the energies that might be going on around us. Uh, the more stable we are, the, the the better. And I loved, you know, the visualization of the Archangel Michael's royal blue cloak. I've tried that one. You've told me about that one. And I've tried that one. And for me, it's a velvet Yes, yes. velvet. It's a royal silk inside, silk satin inside. Velvet with a gold silk lining and a gold cord around the thread and a hood. So it's a little bit like a kind of an Obi Wan Kenobi set. Totally, like that. So that's quite a nice one. Um, The shield that often comes to me, I've got, I've got, I'd say three main ones. Um, 
So there's one, and I pull it down. It's it's made of Teflon. And I sort of pull it down all down the front of me. The back is less important somehow, but all down the front and around the sides. And it's like this Teflon sort of like almost like an egg shape. Love it. Like a sort of a tall egg shape. And what it yeah. does, because Teflon, nothing sticks to it, does it? Right. So right. They, whatever might come, you know, if I feel like somebody might be like shooting invisible poison arrows at me with their vibes or even occasionally their words, not like not um, they won't be kind of going. Yeah, I hate you, Jane, but they might just be saying, well, I hope not anyway, but they might just be saying things that are slightly pointed, you know, so mm-hmm. slightly whatever, slightly upsetting for me, mm-hmm. however they were meant. So I pull my Teflon shield down and it means they just slide off. They slide off and go into the ground and that's good. The other one I've got, in fact, I've got two more. The other one I've got is a mirror, just like hold up a mirror and it reflects it back at them. Mm-hmm. And then the that's a more quick one. It's almost like a shield, but it's, it's it. literally a shield that you would use in a battle, you know, like the Knights of Old. Mm-hmm. One of those, but mirror and I can sort of, you know, shield it. Then the last one is like a, it's a, like a stormtrooper outfit, I suppose. I'm yeah, quite big that, on yeah. The- yeah, we've got the Star Wars visualization. Yeah, like a Star, like a stormtrooper outfit. Because you think about those white shiny. Yeah. yeah, there's a reflective thing. It's got a bit of Teflon. It's got a bit of mirror going on. It's got a bit of both. So that. So I've got those three. Um, and then the other thing that I've done over the years, uh, and I go in and out of this, but but perhaps when I feel low in myself, when I feel low. These are the things that I will go back to to just give me an extra boost. Yeah. Um, I will I will um draw on a, I've got a couple of crystals that are good at apparently absorbing, you know, negative energy and good for this stuff. So I've got I've got it, I hold it up here. I've got a great big bit of smoky quartz crystal, which is really nice because mm. it's kind of like hand shaped. It's it's That's just a good fits, size. Into my, fits into my hand beautifully. It's a nice thing to hold on to anyway. Almost yeah. like you know something to fiddle with when I'm on a call. Sensory, yeah. That's the other thing. This stuff works through Zoom, through Teams really does less so on the phone but a bit in person it works but it, it doesn't work any less on a video call which was a surprise mm-hmm. to me because I remember when it was first introduced to me that concept I thought well this is possibly nonsense isn't it um uh, but actually it's very real because I've experienced it both ways good and bad so I've got I've got some smoky quartz I've got some black tourmaline which is very very black it's a very black stone and I feel it's almost like a black hole absorbing all the bad stuff and then a, a kind of a slightly more uplifting one but still good for absorbing negative stuff which you could just like slip in your pocket you can slip any of these in your pocket or in your bag you can get jewelry made out of them. Um, is citrine? It's very cleansing. Oh, yes. Yeah, cleansing crystal. And then the last thing is um, you can get some sort of essences, a bit like you know the the um, the flower remedies, five flower remedies like Bach or Bach. Yeah, I believe it's actually pronounced. But anyway, I've got a Neil Jard one here. I think it's a little bit more vibrational. Um, you can get some flower essences that are a bit like that, but are specifically for um, 
shielding, energetic shielding for like empaths that are absorbing too much stuff. And yarrow is a very good one. Um, and you can get different varieties of yarrow. So just just general yarrow. And this is this is the one that's in a little bit of brandy usually. As an alcoholic, I have to be really careful with that. So I wouldn't like put the drops on my tongue. I would put a couple of tiny drops into a big glass of water. There's absolutely no detectable alcohol there for me. But the um the the vibration of the substance is very much in there. Like homeopathically, it's that kind of thing. I think it's stronger though. Um, so general yarrow is good for all of this. And then there's, I think it's white or gold yarrow, which is good for electrical stuff. So some people have, you know, real kind of electrical sensitivity to like Wi-Fi or phone, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, phone. Environmental, tablets, isn't it? Like yeah. the environmental stuff. So it's good for that. And then there's pink yarrow which I have really liked in the past. I mean, who knows if it works or not, but it made me feel better to be doing it. I think just the ritual of these things mm -hmm. is very helpful in bringing this into my consciousness and going, I deserve to mm -hmm. feel okay. And I deserve yeah. to put some self-care pillars in around this stuff. So pink yarrow is very much for um, supporting the holding of one's own energetic boundaries around um family and friends yeah definitely. so I really like that so those yeah those are all the ways I think mm. but grounding any grounding oh, that we yes. can do yeah in our lives generally is very helpful with this because it's all about creating yes. a stable alignment of ourselves that's it getting those feet on the floor getting that back straight up against a chair you know whatever whatever it is and, breath. and soft, yeah and your breath and I yeah I consciously just uh, consciously breathe if that makes any sense you know I just take it to the breath and and quite often with our situations that we're in like I said a minute ago sometimes we can't remove ourselves yeah. but those that you can do you know it it take it took me years to be able to give myself permission actually this situation isn't working for me so I'm just going to remove myself it's nothing personal I just know this isn't good for me so I'm going to take myself away before I start to fall apart because I don't like that. I don't deserve that. And, you know, for me to be, uh, you know, presenting my best self in the world, you know, I need we need we need to look after ourselves and it's OK to remove ourselves from situations that are not serving us. That's so true. And we were talking about that before, weren't we, before we started recording. And, you know, I was just saying how as, you know, an, an alcoholic addict in recovery, when I was in early recovery, I was taught, you know, if ever I go somewhere, wherever it is, a party, a social event, you know, a trip, always make sure I've got an escape plan. Mm. So if it's a party... How am I going to get home if I have to leave on my own, if I'm not going to get a lift with the people I went with or, you know, if there's no train for a while or whatever it is, always make sure I've got an escape plan. So enough money for a taxi to get me to somewhere safe. Is that home? Is that a friend? Is that, you know, to a train station where there is a train? always have an escape route. And I think, you know, that's just a really good practice for us as HSPs in general. Yeah. It's not good for us to be stuck in situations that are not serving us energetically. Yeah. And that's definitely why I, looking back, I mean, I 
got onto my driving license as soon as possible at 17, 16, 17 is, is this, I can get myself home. I don't have to depend on anybody. If, if I run out of money or whatever the situation is, or like, you know, yeah, I don't fancy drinking or I just want to leave. Because back then, weirdly, as a teenager, I was more in tune with my needs. Again, couldn't couldn't necessarily put words to them but I was a lot more actually no I'm, I'm tired now I'm going to leave yeah. uh, you know my energy's drained I'm cooked I'm done I'm sensory overwhelmed didn't realize that that's what it was at the time I just knew my system was done and to come home and I think for, for being women you know there is always that right where's the safety where's the safety net you know how can we get ourselves home safely it's it's always in the back of my mind definitely yeah I have loved this conversation yes me too I hope it's been understandable and helpful as a as an introduction to energetic boundaries if you haven't really come across that before or affirming if you have and you know we would love to know is this something that you already do do you have different ways of shielding yourselves in you know places where the vibes don't feel so good what is your experience what are your experiences with this you know there's a there's a place down below on some of the platforms where you can um, leave us a message or you can leave us like a voice note we love those. Uh, as we mentioned last week, the High Sensory Tribe is now live. Um, it's on the platform of Mighty Networks. So I'm pretty sure you have to go onto Google, go onto Mighty Networks and then search for the High Sensory Tribe there. And we'll put a, put a link to the show notes, uh, which will take you straight to the joining page. But it is now live. We've got members. It's very, very exciting. It's our online community where we hope that, you know, people do feel safe and able to express themselves because freedom of self is something I'm really passionate about um, and you know we would love you to to join us it's free for the first month so you can give it a try and we'd love you to stay around if you like it yeah and we do have a specific group for men only so if there's any men out there that are new to the high sensory world or not, it doesn't matter. Um, you are welcome to join us. Uh, we have our um, colleague Alex, who is sort of stewarding the group. So we will be posting um, the first um, HSP men group with him that he's going to be hosting in the next couple of weeks. So that's really, really exciting to have a space for high sensory men. So thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Again, we would love to hear from you with any questions or comments. And please do subscribe, share and review our podcast. Join us for next week's episode when we'll be talking about navigating relationships as high sensory people. Bye for now. Bye for now.